podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, the best word I can say, but uh, will describe this was boom. Woo! <laughs> 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 what was this? It was really good. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. The Reds are into the quarterfinals. Uh, absolutely brilliant performance tonight against Leipzig. Uh, I'm not going to go over the top like I did when we beat Sheffield United because look what happened after that. But let's focus on the positives. We've done absolutely brilliant tonight. A lot of really good performances. Uh, Leipzig, you know, they didn't, for all the possession, it was kind of a us performance of recent. They had all the possession, didn't really make much happen with it. A few shots from outside the box, did the bar once, but... Um, yeah, it was just a, a much, much better performance from Liverpool and it just goes to show the difference of having two centre-backs and Fabinho in the midfield. Oh, mate, I'm buzzing when I seen the team. I was buzzing when I seen Fabinho playing centre-defensive mid. Me, me first thing was I wanted Keita to accompany Thiago. Um, but hats off to Gini Ronaldo. He was absolutely excellent tonight. He was everywhere. He was brilliant. Um, and all I like to say, you know, I'll give him loads of stick when Alden. And I haven't considered the effect for being not being in the midfield might have had on his position and his role as well. I think I think everyone just seems a little bit lost out for being also. You know, I'll calm down on Wijnaldum a little bit based on what I've what I've seen tonight. He was absolutely excellent. So was Thiago. Just I'm buzzing. I, th- I think the performance was absolutely brilliant. It could have been four, five, six. We we absolutely tore them apart at times. And as you say, there. Their performance was a little bit like like us at the moment. They looked a little bit unsure and a bit cautious to to attack us. They didn't look like really scoring. And then they had the one or two attacks, which you're going to get in a Champions League game. It's just how you deal with them. I, th- I thought we dealt with them brilliantly. Uh, the centre-halves, absolutely brilliant, spot on. Really enjoyed Phillips again. Um, but again, Kabak looks solid. Um, I think even, even Trent. Trent was tucking in centrally. And, and then going right back, you know, when we were in, in danger, a few times he, he got back, he made a few a few brilliant blocks as well. So I thought, as a, as a defensive unit, they were all on points. I thought they were brilliant. Proper enjoyed the performance, lads. And so I think we've just seen a little bit of what Thiago is about when you've got a proper midfield and a proper defence. We're just a different unit. And I've, I've tried to explain this to people over, over the last few weeks that, when you stip a machine down, it's not the same. And slowly the parts are coming back together. Not going to go over the top and say we're back and all that because it's going to take loads of time. But based on that performance in the Champions League last 16 against the tough, tough opponents, we've just chucked the piss out of them. So happy days. Yeah, completely agree with you on, on Thiago. Um, I seen a tweet the other day. I can't remember exactly who it was from, but it basically said, don't judge Thiago until he's played in the midfield that he was purchased to play in. And that was somewhere to the midfield that he was bought in to play in tonight. Uh, Thiago was just... I thought he ran the game. I thought he was dictating play. Uh, he wasn't giving the ball away as much as he has been in recent games. Um, but the fact that he didn't have to worry about the defensive side of the game was huge for him. Uh, that pass, the scissor kick for, for Salah, was absolutely out of this world. And then followed up by an overhead. A couple of minutes later, I thought he was brilliant, <laughs> he was brilliant lad. He, was, he, was, he just he looked brilliant. so confident. And that's the difference. I've said it before. It's with the full-backs and the midfield. When you've got a player like Fabinho there, 
you feel like you can fucking go where you want and do what you want because he's going to be there. The same with Van Dijk. You sort of get away with shit because they're that good. And Fabinho was absolutely a fucking incredible today. You know, he's, he's not a centre-half, so he's going to get caught every now and again. And you've got to just respect that he's not a centre-half. He looked terrible um, against Chelsea. He did. He, he looked abysmal. But I just think seeing him there today, oh, he just was brilliant. It's great to see him, love. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, again, I think I read a stat. He, he stopped seven attempted through balls in the first half. Um, I thought, you know, Leipzig didn't didn't actually play too bad. The what was worrying me a little bit towards the end was they weren't panicking. Um, I was kind of wanting them to panic a bit because that would have made them make more mistakes. But it turns out we didn't need it. Um, it was a much better performance than the first leg and. Even in the first leg, we were good. So it was just it, it. It seemed like we were watching the proper Liverpool tonight. Um, I thought the pressing was really good. The intensity was there. We were playing nice football. We were playing quick football, and more importantly, which we haven't been doing. Um, we weren't just lumping it in the box for the sake of it. Um, it just felt like a more normal and you know I can't think. I don't really know what I'm trying to say here, but it was a more normal. Liverpool performance that we've come to expect. Yeah, they sort of they, they didn't get desperate. They didn't they weren't chasing a goal because they didn't have to score. So they weren't desperate. They just played with pure fluency and they sort of looked like they were enjoying it from the, the first the first whistle. They got the ball down, they played football, they were doing one twos around the park from left to right, they were switching play, doing everything right that we've wanted them to do. The only upset for me was that when you get to the 60th minute and you haven't scored and you're just thinking, fucking hell, if these do nick one, now our asses might go because we had chance after chance and we, we couldn't take them. But at the end of the day, you can't ridicule that when, you, when you've won. We, we've ended up scoring two and at the end of the day, you don't look at the chances you've missed when you win. It's, it's only when you lose you do that. So could have been, as I say, four, five, six. I just think it was a really confident performance. Brilliant to see Jürgen Klopp's man on the sideline again. Brilliant to see the lads when they score. No, we were talking in the last one that there was a lack of harmony and feel like the togetherness has sort of gone and, you know, the unity's being ripped apart. And it's, it's how drastic and dramatic you feel after a loss like Fulham that you start looking into the ins and outs of everything and then they go and play like that and they just quash everything. You just you just made the show of our last podcast <laughs> on that in that one performance. And no. that's what I love about our footy ladders because what I want to fucking hang myself the last game, lads. <laughs> I didn't want to speak to you. And then now I couldn't wait. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm due to go to work in a minute. I've got another call out. And I, I thought, you know, fucking, they can wait. They don't even need Lecky. So yeah, I want to get this podcast out the way and have a conversation about the Reds. And I feel like having a bevy. I proper, proper enjoyed it, lad. Yeah, same. It was, just, it was just the perfect performance. It was exactly what they needed. It was what we needed as fans. We needed a, I think we kind of needed a bit of a reminder that, you know, we're not dead and buried. We're not, we're not out of it. We've just we've just had a lot of struggles, and hopefully, fingers crossed, that was the first performance in showing that we are slowly getting back to the Liverpool that we all know and love. Um, but talking of the goals, I mean, I thought they were both brilliant in their own way. The, the way Salah, that was another thing I noticed. Salah, the last few games, I, I, he hasn't looked as composed in front of goal when he has had a chance. He's been kind of just snatching at half chances and the composure there to. To take a touch, take on the man, and then hit it near post where the keeper had no chance was just sublime. I just loved it that the play, 
the all-round play. You know, with Mane playing through to Jota and that one-touch pass to Salah. You sort of expecting Salah to, to play it back to Jota there across the goal and he doesn't. Stops it dead, turns in and then, as you say, to finish in that bottom corner with that composure was just boss because I was waiting for him to try and bend it in the far post and he, and he that's what he's known for and then he hasn't. He's, yeah. dragged it, he's dragged it back and it couldn't have been any more perfect than it was. It was a fucking brilliant goal. The second goal, um, you know, even Big Divi's getting involved and he come on and he, he he looked a threat. He looked really hungry and looked interested again. That's all we, we wanted from him. No, yeah. we've slaked him in the past saying he doesn't look a bit interested. Come on tonight, looks hungry. And that's that's all you want, lad, as I say. We could, we could have went out the Champions League tonight and if they'd have put that performance in and the fight he put in and he weren't shitting out of 50-50s and, you know, Naby Keita's coming on and he's flying in and he's doing the shit house he, Little things like that. If you go out and they've done all that, you can sort of accept it and go, you know what? Fucking unlucky there. We've, we've missed chance after chance. We should have scored, but we haven't. We're out. But they've played well. But they haven't. They've gone and won. And it's them type of performances. That doesn't matter. The results sometimes, as long as they play like that and they look interested, that's what hurts when they don't do it. And, They've come out fighting tonight and they deserve to be in the quarterfinals. And I'm buzzing. <laughs> Same. It's just, it's a boss feeling, especially after the last one. The, you know, the mood for us too. We put that picture up of, of us two after it, the screenshot. And, you know, that, that was, it was, it was real. That's how we felt. Don't really like putting little screenshots out of like us in this, on the Zoom meetings and stuff like that. But get one of me now, lad, because I'm still smiling. <laughs> <laughs> But this is, it's just a, it's a complete 360 in the mood. I'm, I'm like you say, I'm buzzing. Um, yeah, Arigi adds off to him. I mean, like I say, hasn't looked arsed all season, but that cross he put in for that goal, mate, was, was fucking, that was, that was like a train cross. It was fucking superb. Oh, superb. Unbelievable. Um, and yeah, and he probably should have had the goal himself. Um, first half, I don't know how Jota's missed that though, but like you say, you don't, you don't talk about them missed chances when, when you've won, you're not arsed anymore. So, We've got the win with Jota. Jota's tried to bend it so close to the post as he possibly could. He, he's gone too close to it, the opposite side. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, Origi, the, the pass was brilliant. Mane, like nine times out of ten in recent weeks, that's it. And him fucking on the shin and rolling out. And he's hit it perfect. And, you know, that's, that's not an easy ball to control into the net. You've got to, you've got to let it. It's got to bounce right on. Like... It's got to hit your foot the moment it bounces for it to get that connection. And he's timed it perfectly. So, I love McMahon. I mean, oh, he's hitting him with the studs. Oh, no, the outside of his boots. The total opposite of his foot. What a fucking plump boss. But I also, you know, again, even McMahon, I, mean, I wanted to hug him because after <laughs> when he spilt his drink and he was buzzing and that. So, you know, I think it just lifted the mood around, you know, around all our fans. We, we've needed a lift. Just hopefully we can carry it on into the Premier League. But, to be honest with you, lad, I couldn't give a fuck as long as we go <laughs> go and carry on in Europe. Couldn't. No, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to to obviously get the form back in the league, obviously. Um, and with that team now, for me, that's the starting lineup for the rest of the season as long as we can. For being and like I put on Twitter, I never ever want to see Fabinho in defence again. As good as a job as he's done when he was playing there, never want to see him there again. He's he's too vital in the midfield. Agree, lad. I've said it time and time again. It doesn't matter who plays centre half when you've got him centre defensive mid because you can concede three, but you've got a chance to create and score them four, and yeah. that's the difference. The centre halves don't really matter at the moment. Don't get me wrong. There'll be games where 
the centre halves might make mistakes and Fabinho might have done bits better, but our whole round game needs Fabinho playing centre defensive mid. He's he's just unleashed Thiago and Ronaldo there. Ronaldo's been dog shit most of the season. I've I've called him after every game saying I don't get what he does. He was clearly visible to be I think he covered every single blade of grass today. He was yeah, everywhere. He done all the donkey work for Thiago and let Thiago do all the flare bits. And that's what that's what sometimes doesn't get recognised from players and they understand that. But tonight when Alden was you, you couldn't not see it. He was everywhere. He was he was brilliant. And that's down, you know, that's down to Fabino being behind him and giving him that security and assurance that he can yeah. go forward, he can be a bit, he can go out of position a little bit. It, it helped the whole team massively. And this is where you know, people people go on about me being like dead positive and that, and sometimes over the top. But you don't realise how much our teams just change there by having two centre halves who can play centre half, a centre defensive mid who can. That's all his job is to do: win the ball and play a simple ball. And then you've got Wijnaldum being able to do what he does, the donkey work, the pressing, and Thiago being able to be the flair player he is. You've seen the best out of our front three because best out of our midfield. And the best out of our defence, simply because Fabinho's back in that midfield. It's a massive difference. And if anyone doesn't understand that, I've got it time and time again with Evertonians in our group chat. Thiago's shite. He's had 16 shit games and three good. But the three good, he was in position where he plays. The other games, he's been centre defensive mid. That's not his role. When Fabinho plays and Henderson or Wijnaldum alongside Thiago, that's when you see Thiago. And I can't credit Fabinho enough today. I think he's just he's just showed one absolute world class player he is, and how much we need him. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, for me, he's he's the best centre defensive mid in the world. Probably the only one close to him for is is a uh, Kimmich at the minute from Bayern Munich. But he's just he's just so calm. He's so assured, and as you say, he can do the defensive side of it. But he, he creates chances himself. He doesn't just free Thiago and Juan Adam to do it. He does create himself. You see me. He goes on them little marauding runs every so often through the midfield, and he just he just he, he very rarely puts a foot wrong. In fairness to him, when he's playing it in his position, um, I just want to touch on Juan Adam. I know he's been the focus of a lot of conversation over the past few weeks or so. Obviously, the contract situation. Just want to get your thoughts on his comments where he said um, he'd be absolutely devastated if he left Liverpool. I didn't know he'd said that, to be honest. Yeah. That genuine. Yeah. I've said before, I change my mind every week. I've said before, I don't, you know, if we're going to, if he wants to, if he wants to go, and I've, I've criticised Klopp for playing him if he wants to go, if he's, if he's bounced in and said, I want to go, or I want more money and that, or I'll go, then then fair enough. I'd take him out the team and I'd get rid of him. If he's hungry to stay and he's going to perform like that, then no issues with him. If, if, he, wants, if he wants to stay, mate, then say he's merited a contract. I said that on, even when I've been slating him. Regardless of what happens, he's merited a contract for his contributions to, to the club. He deserves that at least. But say, playing like that, if he goes, it's a massive miss. Playing like he did against Fulham in the other games, you couldn't give a fuck. But yeah. Hey, I'll always, I'll always put him down as a, a brilliant squad player. Great attributes to bring on. There's no need to replace him if he's still there. So if he wants to stay, it's down to him to speak to his agents and say, just get me a fucking contact, lad. Yeah. <laughs> not ask what, what figures on it. As long as it's not less than I'm on now. Not ask, just get me it. Get me the contract. That, that's what he should be saying. 
And that's the problem in football now is that sometimes you have a go at the player because of an agent when the agent's job is to, to squeeze as much as he can out the club. But I just wish that players had a bit more bottle and a bit more say to say, you know, fucking, I'm not interested in the figures or what your cut you're getting. Just get me the contract. And it's one of them lads. Yeah, fucking hell. Based on that performance, <laughs> hope he signs for life. <laughs> but really bad. Would you... <laughs> With that, would you prefer an announcement to be made sooner rather than later? Either way, would you prefer them to just say, yeah, I'm off, or I've signed a new contract? Would you prefer an announcement to just be made and so it puts everyone's sort of mind at ease about the situation? Well, sometimes it can be too soon. If he says he's getting off, then again, I'd be one of them saying, like, don't be playing him. But then you could be missing a, a very good player in the midfield when he's playing like that. Yeah. So say we, we haven't seen the best one for for the majority of the season, but the same as Thiago, the same as all the other midfielders because of how vital Fabinho is. And as I say, I have to hold my hands up and say I've, I've absolutely fucking ridiculed Ronaldo this season. Um, I've never disliked him. I, I love like the the banter that he brings to the team. I love how much of a team player he is and how much he's very much part of the, the squad. I just don't like how he's played the last few weeks. That, that's all I can say, but... If, you, if, you, if, he's, if he's come out and said, I want to stay, and I'd be heartbroken to leave Liverpool, then it's on the club to say, listen, you deserve a contract, there's your contract. Yeah. But it just depends what the agents ask. If he's off asking for 250 grand a week, lad, and Van Dijk's on 200, you're going to say, you know what I mean? Behave yourself. But getting to the days, he's, he's if he could be, tw- he's nearly 30, isn't he? Or is he 30? I think he is 30. So, you know, give him a three-year contract, let him retire at us, and let him see how the, the clock rain um, and give him the same amount of money, a couple of grand more that he's on now. And that, he deserves that at least. It's just when they're asking for silly figures. But who are we to say what's a silly figure in football? You know what I mean? Oh, I think yeah. Gary Neville touched on the other day and he said, he got asked who's the most underrated player in the Premier League and he said Wijnaldum. Um, which, again, I've always, I've always said that you can't really judge a footballer from the telly. And I've always had this argument and I've always said, it was like the same with Didier Man and even Alonso sometimes. Sometimes you don't see what a player's doing off the ball on the telly. It only zooms into that part of play where the ball is. You don't see a player running around like it. Same with Lucas Lever, same with Henderson in his younger days when even though he weren't great on the ball, what he'd done off the ball was immense. So I'd sort of put that, when I've been going the games and I have loved Ronaldo, one of my favourite players, since I haven't, and you know, since the pandemic and all that, and just watching on the telly, I don't see what he does, but it could be down to that. Yeah. So in a nutshell, if he wants to stay at Liverpool, they should be doing what they can to give him a contract. But based on today's performance, if he if he keeps playing like that, means happy days. Yeah. Okay. I don't have to like them out, don't I, Jay? <laughs> you, know, you go all around the world, like. But... I bored myself then. <laughs> I, I I like it. Don't worry. And I'm sure our listeners do. Um, so next next round, quarter final, you bother do we get or have you got anyone you'd like to see us play? I've had this discussion before. When you're going away in Europe, as mad as it sounds, like and I want feedback on this because this is something that people have said to me. Do you think I'm lying about? When you're going away in Europe, if there's a little moody destination you can go to, or a little bit naughty Napoli or Rome somewhere where it can go off a little bit, then you look forward to them ones. 
but if there's a if there's a place like you know your Atletico Madrid and Juventus, your bit your big names, you want to draw them. You want to go to their grounds. You want to go and be amongst their people and take over their square. That's what it's all about for me. I, I never want an easy buy in Europe. This time, no one's in the ground, so I hope we get the shittest team in it. I'd be quite happy to. But when you go in the when you go in the game, my first thought is who's the biggest team we can play here. That's gonna give us like a big a proper buzz. So I'd have been looking forward to getting someone like PSG if we were going on the grounds and their fans are a bit nuts. I've been been to Dortmund, we've done Dortmund. But I think out of out of them all now, I, I prefer Porto or, or Dortmund. Yeah, I, I, I see. I under, I get what you mean by that. To be honest, um, yeah, I think Dortmund is, is a tricky one because they're not doing well in the league at the minute. But if you give Haaland a sniff of goal, he's scoring. Um, so it's it's tough in that respect. You know, Sancho again, he's another one of them players. He's rapid. He's he's very very quick. Um, he's probably a more sort of he's probably better technically than the likes of. Sterling and, and your Zahas and stuff like that. But it's his pace that's going to cause us problems if we do get them. Um, Porto, I would have, I'd agree with, with that as well. But then the fact that they've sort of gone through last night with 10 men, you know, Juventus, every, I think everyone would have thought they'd, you know, cruise through and they haven't. So I, I think the way it is at the moment, there's, there's not really an easy game left. In the Champions League, if you're in, if you're in the quarterfinals, you're there on merit. You deserve to be there. So I don't think any game left in it is an easy game, particularly. But obviously, some of them are, are more difficult than the others. Like to avoid City if we can, the form they're in, uh, unless we can blag with Man United and they seem to crumble. Um, you know, who else is, is left in PSG? Again, we know how tough that can be. Mbappe. They're the two I'd want to avoid. They're, they're the only two I'd really, at the moment... If their name can't be at first, then my stomach would sink a bit. Uh, I wouldn't want them. But saying that, when when all the dust settled and you've drawn them and you're thinking, you know, how many of our first team are going to be back? If we can if we can feel the team like we did today um, against them, I wouldn't be wouldn't be overly fucking panicky. I, I'd say the same again. They might score two or three, but we could possibly score four. So it's just going to be one of them games. The centre-halves haven't put a foot wrong. Phillips again. I loved what McManaman said, you know, like, you can have, the ball can go past you, but not the man. That doesn't matter. As long as the man's not going past you, you bring him down, you, you can. He, he'll do that to Mbappe all day, if you have to. Yeah. Um, it's just one of them. It's. I don't think you can worry about who you're playing. you just got to worry about what team you can field and, and try and enjoy it, but... Over two legs, I think we could absolutely beat anyone. Yeah. And I, I, I'll, I'll always say that the team, the teams we've won the European Cup with in the past, they stand ball on that. And now they shouldn't be getting anywhere near the European Cup final, mate. And they go and do that. So yeah. there's just something in our in our blood that we just we just love the big time, lads. And fingers crossed, we get a decent draw and save the big draw for the semi final. But yeah, you know, what are we? Five games away from. Number seven. Yeah, yeah. Exciting, isn't it? <laughs> it's fucking, it's boss. Uh, I don't know if you heard Rio Ferdinand before we started, um, the butty lip bellend, um, saying <laughs> we couldn't, 
we're not going to win the Champions League with this defence. Now, I'd, I'd go along with that a little bit if the defence had done put even one foot wrong tonight. But they haven't. They've done absolutely everything. Nat Phillips headed absolutely everything, including Mane at one point. <laughs> he did, lad. <laughs> so, no, I, I completely disagree with that. If you've got two willing defenders who are just not asked, we'll put their head on everything, we'll get the foot of everything. And to be fair, we talk about how good Phillips is in the air. Late on, he had that one where they looked like they were through and he's, and he's, ta- and he's put the slide tackle in. And it was, yeah. it was Van Dijk-esque. <laughs> that tackle well, was, was brilliant. He's been brilliant. And, and Kabak there again, never put a foot wrong. Um, positioning sound. Um, when they did get through, the, the players keeping them on side was the full-backs. Um, both times they got through. So, you know, just got no issues defensively at the minute. The issue is we didn't have defenders. That It didn't mean we were shit. We weren't making loads of errors at the back as such. The errors were, we didn't have a team. And now we have. And... As I said, I said to you a few weeks ago, didn't I? I'd rather see Kabach laying alongside Phillips and vice versa, who were both centre-halves, who were both bring different things to the game, than having a centre-defensive midfielder playing there and trying to lay off them whilst laying them. It's virtually an impossible circle. You know, yeah. Fabinho still trying... Put Fabinho alongside Van Dijk and he's going to learn something. Put him in with an, an unexperienced kid who's trying to lay off his partner. And he's going to learn fuck all, so it's just a vicious circle. Yeah, done nothing wrong defensively. Um, on the offensively, you know, in the first leg, we made made sure we punished them for the mistakes. It could have been three two to them, I said then the last one, three two, three or whatever. But in this one, we didn't look really under danger. The one we at the bar, that was one of them. There was no. It was a hit and up. He, he's ducked his head. It's hit him and it's hit the bar. Don't think there's anything. He, he's quite far out. It's just it's just one of them situations that I don't exactly. think there's any error in. But like, sorry to interrupt. Uh, there was that one save in the first half from Allison. Um, was that early on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was driving home. Oh, was you? I missed the first 10, 15 minutes. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, so basically, it, it, it kind of ricochet. Oh, no, there was another chance he had where. Uh, that Forsberg, he, it's, I don't know if you've seen that one, ricocheted off Kabach and then he's put it wide. But there was another one, kind of just a bit of a scramble in the box and it's fell to a Leipzig player and Alisson's kind of been half on the floor, but then he's still caught up and, and made the save. So it was a really good save. But other than that, he, he didn't have a, a great deal to do, which is which is nice. I'd say for all their possession, they didn't really trouble us except for once or twice. So it, it's a confidence boost for the defence as well because obviously... Yeah, we haven't been struggling necessarily defensively. We've been struggling to score, but just to get the clean sheet. I mean, obviously we had the one against uh, Sheffield United a couple of weeks ago. But besides that, I mean, we, we've barely had any clean sheets in in well in about three or four months. We've just been not able to to get the equaliser and stuff like that. So it, as we say, it's been it's been tough. But this is just if it's we always say it's amazing that how much footy can change. Your mood, and I wasn't really all that optimistic coming into the game until I seen the team, as you said. Um, and now I'm fucking buzzing. I was buzzing for the game, and then you, you get on social media and you see everyone like, oh, I'm fucking nervous for playing tonight. It's fussy, it's part and parcel of it. When you're doing shit, you feel sick to the stomach, and you, you, you're not dreading the game, but you're not as up for it as when you know you're going to smash someone. But sorry, I just think that I think the performance. It, it was a li- proper Liverpool performance. 
the ins and outs of it. The little, you know, I've got the highlights on now, and the little one, little one shoes left, right, and centre, even across the centre mid. It, it's little things like that 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 change a game, and you're going, you're always going to concede chances on your goal. That's why you have a boss keeper. You're always going to concede chances on your goal in a Champions League game, but you're going to chat create. Um, can see a lot more chances when you you're not great offensively because they're not as scared of you. The first few minutes their asses went and they were a bit. They went through spells. They had a little five minute spell in the first half, and then probably from the sixtieth minute to the seventieth in the second half, where they looked a bit dangerous, and then it was game over. So, yeah, I think that's it. If you if you're not on point going forward, then you sort of you encourage them to come at you basically. And that's where your defence struggles because they go, do you know what? Even if we do send three or four more players up than we would, they're not really hitting the, from the target. So let's go for it. That's where your defence starts getting pounded then. But again, I think I think the the whole performance was brilliant for absolutely everyone. That's all I can say. I, I'm, I'm buzzing. Yeah. I feel like pouring a pint and instead I've got to go and get my fucking van after some jokes. <laughs> Uh, Wolves next game. Um, oh, don't not, mention it. <laughs> we're not, no, we can mention it. We're not allowed to do score fucking predictions. Um, I'm I'm done with that. We seem to be a massive jinx. Um, so no score predictions. All I'm hoping, same eleven get get fielded. Maybe you could look at you know. I think right now Ginny is the rotatable one in that midfield. Um, so I want Fabinho, I want Thiago, and then I want Ginny Jones or catered in there, because I think the three of them will kind of do a, a fairly similar job. Um, but if, if that same 11 played, that'd be made up on, on Sunday. To be honest, I can't... Um, just something about Klopp, I just feel like whenever we do something good like that, he's going to make a change. Probably see Fabinho centre-half, just to fucking rest Kabak or something the weekend. But, say, hopefully, he's on the same wavelength as us again, and he's, he's you know... You, you, there's no hiding the difference for being always made there. There's literally no way of anyone in football being able to comment and say he's not one of the most massive misses. He hasn't played centre defensive mid for us since Everton. So since fans I've got injured, Fabino has not played in centre defensive mid. How mad that as a starter. So when you talk about I've said it over and over again, when you you lose Van Dijk, but then you lose Gomez, and then you lose Fabinho. Is that role? You've lost your fucking half of your team, lad. You've lost it. I can't see a way of not playing Gini Wijnaldum after that performance. Um, I thought he was brilliant, but saying that, I thought when Keita came on, he was brilliant. Yeah, they were all brilliant. Milner was still fighting to the death. He was still going till the very last minute when he came on. Arigi was causing problems. So that's what you want. They just, they just look so much more confident and so much more a team. And again, it's, it's that central, that central unit that you need, lads. And once you've got that back, me, my only thing is, Firmino, what happens when he's fit? Because Baron has missed. Giotto was absolutely faultless tonight. He was brilliant. He was everywhere. He's done a lot more pressing than, than we've seen in recent weeks from our strikers. He was left, right and centre again, chasing men down, causing mistakes, um, freeing, freeing space up for the other two, as, but as well as getting in the box and wanting to score, being on the ball. He was just brilliant. So, how oh, to admit. 
to be honest, I'm hoping Firmino's watched that tonight and he's seeing what Jota's performed like and I'm hoping he goes, shit, fuck, I need, I need to pull my finger out here. I'm hoping it's to kick up the arse he needs because right now he doesn't get back in the team. In fairness, I said it last time out, for me, Mane would be the one who'd be, who'd be getting dropped in recent weeks but um, I don't know if for me, if for me, no, was injured or something because he wasn't in the eighteen at all, was he? Yeah, for me, no, he's done. His, apparently, he's done his tying. I think it is. Oh, was it? Got a, fat, a muscle injury. So again, do you know what? He, he's one of them players, though. Is he? No, I can't recall him being out injured. He's constantly no. there. And again, for three years, he's burnt himself into the ground, and he, he does get a lot of. He gets a lot of stick. He gets a lot of stick when the other two aren't scoring as well, though. Yeah. And, they don't get the stick, he gets it. So you've got to, um, you've got to look at the big picture. He's one, he's one of Klopp's main cogs in the machine. Klopp absolutely adores him, and there must be a reason for it. He sees him every day in training. You know, I, I love him. I think he, what he brings to the, the front three, is brilliant. The way he sits in deep, and then I think he's a confidence player though. And I think he's out of every single player in that squad. I think he's the one who needs the fans the most. Yeah. I really do. And I think, again, I mentioned the Tottenham game in the last one. 94th minute winner against Tottenham. Runs to the cops, so big the fans in there. He's one of them players that needs that. And I, I don't think football's the same for people like him without the fans. And as hard as you want to take it, that, it's the reality for some players. I've said it before with, with even players like Torres and Fowler and your Owens. Once you leave Liverpool, you're never quite the same. You need that fan base behind you and they bring you something. I don't think some players are the same without it. So, that for me, is an absolutely brilliant player who can come on and change a game. But based on that performance, if every single player in the squad fits tomorrow and going into Wolves, not tomorrow, like, but you know what I mean, then that, that starting 11 stays for me. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, last question about tonight's game then. Who's man of the match for you? I'm going to say Wijnaldum. Yeah. I am. I'm going to say Wijnaldum. As, as absolutely magnificent as Fabinho was, and he'd done his role absolutely perfectly in Thiago again. More so Wijnaldum for me because I proper enjoyed seeing that Wijnaldum again. I haven't seen it for months. And I hate slating players. I hate getting on the back. And I sat there tonight grinning my head off thinking, go ahead, Jeannie. I was made up for him. He was brilliant. So, yeah, he was my man of the match. Yeah. Who's yours? Phillips. Um, every every time they were trying to get forward, it was Phillips there. Don't get me wrong, Kabak done done a brilliant job as well, and he was just he was putting himself about. But I think Phillips must have won about fifty headers tonight. Like he was just immense. He get his head on any, and as I say, he added money at one point. Um, <laughs> but as I say, even on like I said it a while back about when we were talking about like uh, Phillips and, and Reese Williams, and I was saying I thought Reese Williams was better on the ball, but you know what, Phillips was fucking. He's good with the ball at his feet, like I under him. So I, he hasn't put a foot wrong. I mean, I even said before, I think right now, I think Gomez is going to be out longer than Van Dijk is, and probably the same at Matter. Once Van Dijk's back next season, or even at the end of the season, I'm starting Phillips next to Van Dijk at the minute. He's playing that well. I don't think Van Dijk gets back in the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Canel. Put him up oh, front. Mate, just, just imagine, though, when the... Um, again, I, you know... I am one of them who's 
I try and be positive as much as I can. And I've gone on and on and on and said, like, you've got to realise, like, the, the massive loss the injuries have caused. And you've seen it yourself tonight. The difference, you know, Leipzig aren't no pushover. I was expecting them to come out full throttle. And just for being all being there has stopped them doing that. Just it's ended their game. And the security that he brings to, to the whole team, lads, to just the assurance going forward. You don't have to get back as much when you've got a player like him there. He's absolutely everywhere. But that also, as I say, encouraged Wijnaldum to be everywhere and Thiago to be everywhere. And the midfield, for me, has been the issue the recent weeks. Not the defence. And he played any two centre-halves. The issue's been not having that cover to, to, to slot in as the three at the back, as we've, as we've discussed many a times. And I just think, nah, it's great, lad. It's fucking great. Absolutely. An absolute shite because I'm that excited. But <laughs> I say, I'm not going to get over the top. You know, as I say, I speak, I speak positively and I try and discuss the big picture all the time. In the last podcast, I think we had a bit of a meltdown and I had fucking hell. I had all sorts going on in my head. It, it literally, I felt like, I felt like something had happened as if like Klopp's fucking transfer list had been on the floor and they've all seen it or something because they just, none of them looked arse, but then you see that performance tonight. You see them all in a group, gathering around and hugging and that. And that's what I want. That's obviously you haven't got the option to do that when you're not scoring goals. So no. you're not going to see it, are you? But no, tonight no. we seeing togetherness. We seen the Liverpool we know. We seen the football we know. We seen probably football wise the best performance of the season. I'd say, um, barring the Chelsea there, yeah. game earlier on. Um, and again, both performances had Thiago in his natural position and Fabinho in the defensive mid. So, massive, massive improvements. Buzzing with the results. Not asked to be getting the draw, but he'll be getting one shit. <laughs> um, and bring it on anyway, because we're five games away from number seven, lad. And I'm optimistic. A day to dream, but never, never, never count Liverpool out. I never count out a Jurgen Klopp team because. Because he's Jürgen Klopp and he's our manager and I fucking love him. Yeah. Well, now it's nice we can go into, you know, we can watch the other four games next week where, you know, we can actually enjoy watching the other games if, if we do. And, you know, we can, we can just, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the Champions League, more so than, the, as I say, more than the Premier League. I think, like you said, we've got a, a bit of a special, you know, relationship, if you like, with the Champions League. We just, something happens to us in that competition and, as I say, I'm, I'm always optimistic about us in that competition. So, bring on the draw. Let's see who we get. Um, and we're going to finish it tonight. Uh, Jay ran a giveaway if we got through to the quarters tonight on a Scouts Power page. Uh, and we did. So, we're going to find out who the winner is right now. I'll just try and sort it, lads, because I'm absolutely terrible on phones. But <laughs> I can vouch for that. I will sign my best. Oh, I'm awful, you know. I'm going to record the screen, so if, if they don't listen... I can still sort it, but right, here we go. Start five, four, three, two, one. The winner is John four one 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 one. Congratulations, John four one 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 one. There he is. There he is. Congratulations, well, John. John. Um, so we get to go, go over to scouspower19.com. Have a little look at our t-shirts, pick one and get in touch with us on Twitter and we'll send it out to you. 
that easy. That's how easy it is. That's how nice we are. We just give shit away because we're like our fans and we're buzzing that we're we're in the quarterfinals. Yeah, and uh, you've got you've got a new drop on Friday, haven't you? Oh, we have, lad. We've got three new drops on Friday. Fucking hell, um, But say, sales aren't fa- fantastic at the moment because obviously the team haven't been doing well. Um, there's nowhere to go, there's nowhere to, to be. So, share sales and that drop off at, at times like that. We've done absolutely magnificently well over, over the course of COVID because we're still selling t shirts to Liverpool fans far and wide. and our main, our main role and our main job is to try and I want to be away with the lads next year and see one of our t-shirts flow past us. That's all I'm in it for. That's what I want to see. I want to nudge Alan and go, fucking hell, there's one of ours there. I think these next three are the ones that are going to break us into that. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. These are ones that I think the locals will love. You've seen it. You know all about it. And, you know, fucking hell. The amount we've sold before we've even released it is brilliant. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward for everyone else this year. Myself, to be honest, as, as you say, I've seen them and they are the brilliant. If if you get the reference, they're absolutely brilliant. And um, like you say, it's gonna. I think the low holes will love it. And yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think, like you say, you and Alan so far, Jordan, all of this have done brilliant with it. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know if you've even thought it'd go. As well as it has done so far, but it has. I've seen you, you know, sending, uh, selling, you know, sending t-shirts to Vegas and and Australia and stuff like that. And it just, it's the same Imagine. when I look. It's the same when I look at like the the listeners for the podcast. It's like I'm seeing listeners from like Mauritius and Nigeria and fucking far and wide lad. And it's just, it's mad to see, and it's bossed all at the same time. Just to see how much of a reach we're actually having. You know, us on this, and then you and Alan with the t-shirts, lad. It's just, it's crazy. But it's enjoyable though, as well, isn't it? And like, you know, any small business, in a nutshell, you, you get into any business to earn a bit of money. But at the end of the day, we're literally we're doing this. The money bides our time for the, the time we're putting into it. That's all. That, you know what I mean? The money's not to be all and end all. We can't wait to see lads, you know, at parades and around the grounds and around European ways wearing our stuff that, that's what we're in for we, we can't wait for that we can't wait to just be them lads who are stood there going there in our top that's all we're about so um, just to get tops around to Vegas and Australia and, and Canada all, all, all over America all over the UK all over Liverpool it's a proper buzz and it just you, you sat there and I'm writing I'm writing the, the envelopes out putting my little sticker on, thinking, Canal, this is off to Vegas or Mexico or somewhere. It's mad lab, but it just gives you a little buzz. Yeah. These next three are um, going to be the ones that I'm open when we're all away next year. Or hopefully, possibly, a few of us in Turkey in May, if that's if that's possible, then we'll see them there. Fingers crossed. The Reds are through, and we're buzzing. Up the Reds. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.